1: abraham lincoln radio studio at the george washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe
3: getty the armstrong and getty show
0: so we got on this topic and i, I can tell you how uh, in a conversation with some people there was a uh, high level university person there talking about something came up around somebody applying for a job and how the their pronouns were something or other and uh and and i said because that still strikes me as unique because um, I'm not used to it I don't live in a world where I come across that a lot and I said um, put the pronouns in their uh, cover letter okay and uh, the person said doesn't everybody and I said boy I don't think everybody does I don't see cover letters because I'm not in a hiring position but my my sense is that in the uh, probably unfair to call it real world versus the university world but in the private oh, sector go ahead. <laughs> It's not everybody. In fact, it's very few people. And so pretty surprising to the university crowd that it's uh, it's not omnipresent out here in the private world. So I throw it out there if you're in a hiring position anywhere out there. Um, pronouns in a cover letter or application email or anything like that, is that help or hurt? I'm in the broader education field, so this is back to education. About 50% of applicants have pronouns in their cover letter. So even in the education field, it's 50%, which is far from doesn't everybody do it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, my kid works in theater. In that profession, you're expected to announce your pronouns. That's not surprising. Uh, As a small business owner, says this person, I would hard pass on anyone that signed off on their pronouns. I have enough problems making payroll each week without dealing with that. Okay. Just point passing along all these points of view. Uh wasn't pronouns, but I had a guy who mentioned he was a vegetarian in his cover letter. I passed on him. So I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing that's not it's not that I wouldn't hire a vegetarian. That'd be crazy. But I don't know about somebody who announces they're a vegetarian in their cover letter. <laughs> Please, folks, we all understand that is
3: announcing something. And it's not vegetarianism. It's that they're going to be a pain in the
0: hiney. How about this one? I'm an HR director for a large organization in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I admittedly shy away from pronoun warriors when hiring. I mean, if, if wow. there are people in the Bay Area who shy away from it, what's it like for cattle ranchers in Oklahoma? <laughs> right, right. Uh, I absolutely would not hire someone with pronouns on their cover letters, said this person. Here's another one. This is, this is someone who is actively disengaged. A... Uh, a thing that we discussed several years ago when we became aware of it. There are good employees, there are bad employees, and then there are people who are actively disengaged who go out of their way to try to hurt the company they work for. They hate it there so much. Saboteurs. This is that person. I work for a Florida-based Fortune 500 corporation that I hate, so I specifically hire those pronoun nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is funny. Wow. Resume. uh, This is a different one. Resumes with pronouns go in the garbage. Yeah, my name is Joseph. If you can't figure
3: out my pronouns by the fact that my name is Joseph and I have whiskers, uh,
0: you're too dumb for me to work for. Uh, Another one. I absolutely would not hire anyone who specified their pronouns. Here's a different one. As a business owner and a hiring official, if I see woke on a resume, uh, I say you're broke. (laughs) Okay. Woke, broke. You know, and, uh, admittedly, I fully, fully recognize this is sort of a self-selecting by people who listen to our radio show, and you're probably more likely to text if you agree with me slash us. But, um, we got quite a few of them. I thought this was interesting on many levels. On LinkedIn, we got several people pointing out it's, it's quite common on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, about 50% of users have their pronouns on their profile. You know why that is? Because they're posting something that is going to be broadly seen and everybody's got the perception that, oh, this is a thing that everybody is doing. But that's what, that's what I'm asking. How close is the perception to a reality when it comes to getting hired? Is this something you need to do? My, my sense is it's not something you need to do. Here's another one. I'm a hiring manager. If I see your pronouns, I will not read the rest of your resume. Also, I had two people quit on me last week because they were afraid to answer the phones. I don't want to hire young people at all. Wow,
3: wow. You know, on sort of kind of that topic, we got this note from Mark who says, uh, he he deals with the pronoun thing, then he says, guys, an attitude, and he's talking about, uh, and there are quite a few uh, options these days, but if you detect an attitude in the uh, resume or cover letter, an attitude can take down two or three in a team, Uh, turned on management, nothing got done. It seems like the people most aggressively pushing this nonsense have little, if any, experience in surviving the jungle of life that is the private sector. Students, academics, politicians, etc. The untouchables. It trickles down, but that gets me back to the point about the attitude. Regarding corporate America, I have a friend in management for a mid-sized marketing company, a little skewed to the artsy side of culture. He said HR is like tiptoeing through a minefield the last few years. He likes his pronoun people, but the tension of zero tolerance for any perceived defense from higher ups dings productivity constantly. What's that thing about cats and rocking chairs?
0: <laughs> oh, you know, and I left out the, the, my, my, my feelings on this. Uh, Don't wh- leave out your feelings. It's not that I think um, somebody who puts pronouns in their cover letter is automatically, you know, someone I wouldn't like or anything like that. I just think they could be a problem. They're going to complain about things that aren't core to what we're trying to do here.
3: That's it. Yeah, they might be the cat in the room full of rocking chairs, imaginary rocking chairs in the case of a lot of your... You know, woke folks, they will look constantly for offenses. Now, it could be, and this is inf- unfortunate, it could be that the person listening their uh, their pronouns is just thinking, this, this is the convention these days. They keep telling me to do it here at college, so I'll do it. Uh, and and I, that kind of makes my heart hurt that that person might get passed over. But if it's not a red flag, it's a yellow flag that you might be the sort of person who's constantly looking to be offended. Maybe that's the and, way to put it. And yeah. trust us, in private enterprise, depending—well, in ninety percent of business, especially right now, there ain't no slack to be taken up with people who walks around, with people who walk around whining about perceived offenses. We're all busting our butts. That might
0: have been the better way to put it. Is that a non-hire thing, or is it just a red flag? I guarantee it's a red flag for the majority of hiring situations. And, well, but, but how, how long does it stay that way? Where is it 10, 15, 20 years from now? If everybody at a university is doing it to the point that people in university think, doesn't everybody do it? Then they're going to be shocked when they go out into the private sector. Um, uh, eventually all those people will go on to the private sector and do it because they're under the belief that everybody does it. So eventually it becomes a thing, doesn't it? Uh, that is the trend. Yes. Quick word from Simply Safe. Is there anything that matters more than the safety of you and your loved ones? Of course there isn't. And Simply Safe Home Security is there to protect you and your loved ones.
3: You're going to love Simply Safe Home Security like we do. Their advanced security technology helps you sleep at night, puts you and your family's safety first. And with their 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the second a threat is detected and dispatch the cops or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached.
0: And they will help keep you calm and safe during a very stressful situation, staying on the line with you until help arrives.
3: And in spite of the technological superiority of Simply Safe, it's super affordable. Plans start at less than a dollar a day. No long-term comp- Contract or hidden fees, because feeling safe at home
0: should not break the bank. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom slash Armstrong. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Just go to simplysafecom slash Armstrong to get that great deal. It's simplysafecom slash Armstrong. This
3: is a word to the wise. Washington Post points out you may have recently noticed that many of your casual work conversations, which previously occurred in the hallway at the water cooler, the coffee machine, they've moved to digital apps in your evolving working environment. But beware, your messages to your colleagues may not be as private as you think. A lot of folks going with the Slack, Microsoft Teams, Google chat to get their work done, collaborate, even bond with colleagues. Sometimes that means casual conversations about weekend shenanigans, workplace gripes or personal happenings
0: you, or it, personal relationships. If it doesn't include that, you've got an unhealthy workplace. If people aren't talking in the halls and they aren't talking about that sort of stuff, you know, online, you got an unhealthy workplace. Don't you think you have to have that communication?
3: Wow, I think that's a really interesting point. And in a lot of situations, no, people are not doing that anymore. But keep in mind that uh, anything that happens digitally uh, creates a digital record of all communications. And they say workers, would be wise to keep in mind which platforms and devices may or may not provide privacy and which ones your employer can read every damn word of. So they mention uh, privacy, privacy experts say there are two things you should think about when you send a message to a colleague. First, is the service you're using provided by your employer? Second, is the device you're using provided by the employer? See secret service. If the answer to either one of those questions is yes, be aware there's a chance your employer could see or retrieve your messages. There's a little more detail to this, and if you're tech-savvy, it makes sense to you. But uh, if you're not, duh, if you're on the work network or a work device, yeah, they can probably read your discussion of you getting laid last night.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Jack
3: Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: New York Times article, 362 school counselors on the pandemic's effect on children. Here are some quotes. Kids have the highest level of anxiety I've ever seen. Anxiety about basic safety and fear of what could happen. It's an elementary school in Longmont, Colorado. Oh, my God. Here's a gal at a high school in Portland, Oregon. I've seen more physical fights this year than in my 15 years combined. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I'd say. All right, let's head to Georgia, Loganville, Georgia, wherever that is. Shout out to the folks in Loganville. The foundational skills for learning need to be retaught. Oof. It's in a middle school. American school children's learning loss in the pandemic isn't just in reading and math. It's also social and emotional skills. Those needed to make and keep friends, participate in group projects, and cope with frustration and other emotions. New York Times did a survey of 362 school counselors nationwide. Um, and this counselors described many students as frozen socially and emotionally at the age they were when the pandemic started. Whoa! Um, excuse me. Uh, the age they were when the shutdowns started. Probably worth mentioning again, the WHO, the UN, the uh, CDC, all these bodies had for years planned for pandemics, how they would react, given certain levels of infectiousness, certain levels of death, etc. I've seen the charts. And only in the most severe, horrific, 20 times worse than COVID scenarios, did they say shut down schools for a prolonged time. It was considered unthinkable.
0: Well, and remember when Dr. Fauci was asked, was that last week or the week before? were was shutting down the schools necessary he said that's a hard question to answer in other words he certainly can't say yes right absolutely and he's as bigger proponent as there was here's a high school
3: counselor in chicago and, and again, you know, I mentioned the locations of these places and the different grade levels for an obvious reason. I'm sure you're already hip to it is that it transcends ages. It transcends geography. It's black. It's white. It's Hispanic. It's old. It's young. It's, it's rural. It's urban said this gal in Chicago, high school counselor, quote, something that we continuously come back to is that our ninth graders were sixth graders the last time they had a normal, uninterrupted school year. Developmentally, our students have skipped over crucial crucial years of social and emotional development. Nearly all of the counselors, 94%, said their students were showing more signs of anxiety and depression than before the pandemic. 88% said students were having trouble regulating their emotions. Almost three-quarters said they were having more difficulty solving conflicts with friends. Yeah, we could drill down into the numbers, but you get the idea. Right. Uh, they have less stamina, more frustration, less flexibility, less effort, less perseverance, more escape and avoidance behaviors. Uh, elementary school counselor in Colorado. That was a, a gal in Wisconsin. Let's go to Colorado. Anxiety is killing is filling our kids right now. They're worried about their family and friends. They're stressed because they're behind in school. Um, only six of 362 counselors said that behaviors and social emotional skills were back to normal. It's just unbelievable. And I'm, I'm reminded of the piece I referenced a little bit earlier. School closures were a catastrophic error. Progressives still haven't reckoned with it. Sometimes you need to own up to an error error. So it's not repeated. This is not a touchdown dance because we've been been advocating for the reopening of schools for a very long time. And we have, um, This is an effort to just please, A, let's reckon with what we have caused, what we have done. You still get to wear your I hate Trump T-shirt, but you have to reckon with the fact that this has been a disaster and we all have to vow not to repeat it. Even if Elizabeth Warren gets elected president, there's another pandemic and Liz says, hey, I think we ought to open the schools. I want every good-hearted conservative in the world to say, that's right, let's open them, okay? That's my only purpose here. And I don't even have little kids, so my heartbreak over the situation is is once removed. But, you know, I have a a living soul, so that's good enough.
0: It was rough, and to me, pretty obvious at the time, that it was uh, horrific. I'll never quite understand why everybody didn't acknowledge as quickly as I did that this Zoom thing was not working. But that aside, and I'm certainly uh, willing to go on as long as you ever want to go in terms of beating up that decision. I wonder how much of it is uh, just true for everybody. It, the the pandemic made everybody s- something, and I'm, I don't know how long it'll take us to figure it out, but just more anxious, more scared, more, oh, I mean, more people quitting their jobs than never happened in history. Divorce up, crime up, homicides up, suicides right. up, for all ages. So it, it, it had an effect on everybody. And, and, my, you know, the way adults are reacting isn't because they were kept out of school. So, I mean, there's just a lot of emotional fallout from the whole damn thing.
3: Right. So the idea of keeping the kids apart from each other, which is a nightmare, always was a nightmare. And we said so. Um, it's even far worse for children than adults with adult coping mechanisms. You know, you said it was terrible, but the, the point of this article, obviously, is that it was terrible and continues to be terrible. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, uh, da, da, da. Emotional health is necessary for learning to happen. Say counselors and anybody with any sense. Yet children have lost stamina and motivation. Quote, if what they are asked to do requires critical thinking or more than 10 minutes of effort, many students struggle, become frustrated and refuse to do the work. That's a junior high counselor in Elkhart, Indiana. Another weakness was social skills. Here's a gal in Pittsburgh in an elementary school. 60% said children were having more trouble making friends. Half said there had been more physical fighting and online harassment appears. Quote, there is horrific violence and bullying, said the gal in Pittsburgh. There are physical altercations every single day.
0: That, that, that is something. So that's just anger coming out?
3: Yeah, anger and frustration. Smallest things will trigger an extreme emotional response that is disproportionate with the trigger. Of course, as we've uh, been pointing out for a long time, and Jonathan Haidt and uh, Greg Lukianoff pointed out, we are systematically teaching our children that they should be offended and angry all the time at the slightest misunderstanding. So I'm telling you, we have a serious serious problem with the way we're bringing up our children. And I think that's probably enough said, but it ought to be the focus of every third website, newspaper, uh, broadcast news story every single day.
4: At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
1: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the
3: George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, is Armstrong and Getty. A special feature entitled I haven't come up with a title.
0: Let's call it Where's the Controversy?
3: Do we have any theme music?
0: Where's the Controversy? Lizzo, Jack,
3: the great musical artist Lizzo, has a new song out, a new single called Girls, G-R-R-R-L-S. Full-figured pop singer, if I remember correctly. I'd say full-figured and a half. But anyway, uh, I'm going to read you her statement and then the lyrics of the song, and you tell me why she had to change it. Am I it is. dreaming this? Joe just said I'll read you Lizzo's statement. Okay. Right. It's been brought to my attention that there's a harmful word in my new song, Girls. Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had so many hurtful words used against me. I understand the power words can have. Uh, I'm proud to say there's a new version of Girls with a lyric change. This is the result of me listening and taking action. XOXO Lizzo. Okay. Here are the lyrics. The ones I can read to you. Biaches uh Biaches uh uh-huh hold my bag Biach hold my bag do you see this s i'm a spaz i'm about to knock somebody out girls yo where my best friend she the only one i know to talk me off the deep end cuz that's my girl we codependent if she with it then i'm with it yeah we tussle mind your business zuzu zuzu zoo, 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 zoo that's my girl, we CEOs and dancing like a CE ho. We about to throw them bows. <laughs> I like let's, that line. Let's F it up.
0: <laughs> now there's more to it, but Jack. i never did thought you catch... of writing dancing hoes with CEOs. That's a pretty good one.
3: <laughs> we dancing like CE hoes. Uh, so have you figured out what is the offensive lyric? No, I don't know which of those words is offensive. It was an ableist slang term. She is guilty of being ableist for using the term spaz. Oh, okay, right. I've heard that before, right? Uh, My disability cerebral palsy writes, one tweeter is literally classified as spastic diplegia. Spaz is an ableist slur. Do better. It's 2022.
0: All right. Interesting. So she had to apologize. And she changed the lyric. She's
3: still dancing like a CEO, which is interesting. We've been playing nothing but yacht rock for, I guess we learned that there's like an explosion in the purchase of super yachts and mega yachts and giga yachts, whatever those things are. Yes. I don't have a yacht at all, so I don't know this stuff. Yes. These souls in their
0: f***ing yachts! For whatever reason, yacht might be the symbol of uh, uh ostentatious wealth, isn't it? Yachts?
3: Oh, oh, yeah, I think so. I don't know what it would be. Do you have, like, a horse and carriage or something? I don't know. Uh, so I'm looking at various yacht rock lists, and as an amateur musicologist, I would point out that, uh, well, let me run through some of the songs. Reeling in the Years, Steely Dan, Lowdown, Boz Gags, Escape, the Pina Colada song,
0: Rich with Irony. Those that are all... <laughs> Those- <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so those are all from the 70s i think or early 80s
3: minute by minute doobies summer breeze seals and crofts guilty uh streisand barry gibb brandy your fine girl biggest part of me ambrosia don't go breaking my c- heart uh elton john kiki d take it easy the eagles
0: man i can jam so, some ambrosia and sing to it in my car just jam the ambrosia
3: it's 70s and 80s semi soft rock uniformly upbeat, got to be major key, at least substantially. Overall, cheerful and uplifting, but not in the least challenging. That
0: is Yacht Rock. Cheerful, upbeat, kind of rock. A lot of it's fairly mournful from a love standpoint.
3: Yeah, but even like uh, She's Gone, uh, Hall Oates, That's uh that's the next one on the list that I didn't get to. I mean, it's, 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 it's a heartbreak song. Heartbreak.
0: But that chorus, come on. She's gone. Nobody right. emerges from that song feeling sad. That is a weird aspect of Yacht Rock. So like Ambrosia, how, uh, you know, or how long has this been going on? Uh, well, the, the, you know, that's, that's painful stuff, but it's presented in such a way that you like sing along with a smile on your face. Yep. She left me. She was secretly cheating on me the whole time. Hey, isn't that funny? You want to dance? I, mean, I don't know why it comes <laughs> off that way. <laughs> Well, you know,
3: it, it was probably 20 years before I actually comprehended the lyrics to uh the Doobie Brothers classic uh, What a Fool Believes. It's it's a gut-wrenching song about a dis a, 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 an illusioned man who thinks he was special to a woman then realizes she doesn't even remember him. Okay, it's 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 gut wrenching. Wow! But
0: it's that's what yacht rock You is. meant everything to me. I meant nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Exactly.
3: But I tell you what, you want a good afternoon there at the beach on your uh, your dinghy. Jam you
0: some Yacht Rock. You can't go wrong. Listen to the rest of the show. You'll see what we mean. That's a special talent. Take the, the, the horrifying pain of heartbreak and turn it into a toe tapper. Makes you want to drink a margarita with your friends. Journey's love and touch and squeezing. Hmm.
3: Utter betrayal by a loved one. But catchy. I
0: have never. I don't know if I've ever been on a yacht. What's, what's How long has it got to be to qualify for a yacht? Dave's boat a yacht? I don't know. Our friend Dave. Uh, that's no. a pretty damn big boat. But that's not it's a, a yacht nice boat, yeah. No, no, uh,
3: but it can't be a ferry either.
0: What's I mean, a what's it's a, ferry? Be a
3: Big private boat, purely for pleasure, I guess. I mean, because if they're like catching dangerous crabs off of it, it's not a yacht.
0: No, right? of course not. Right, or or hauling. <laughs> yeah, and again, and, and it's not only size. Because something that hauls 500 rail cars is not a yacht either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know from yachts. I'm not a yacht guy.
3: I would kind of like to be. It looks enjoyable. But yacht guy terms it's very of, expensive.
0: In terms of owning a yacht or hanging out on yachts more often. Neither. I'm not hung out on, on a yacht, so I don't know how much I'd enjoy it. I'm just I'm I'm listening to the Seals and Crofts and I got my boat shoes on and my sweater tied around my neck and I'm having a fruity drink. Well, right. What's not to enjoy? It sounds great. Like I say, I aspire to it. I just, I'm not there. (laughs) I have in my hand my favorite story of the day. I don't know if we'll get past the headline, but Missouri woman claims she caught an STD in a car and the auto insurance company is paying out $5.2 million. I Um. haven't read the story yet, but I'll tell you what I think is happening before I get into the details. And I don't want to get sued for libel or something like that. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. I think somebody Don't mention Don Johnny Depp. I think somebody was running around on their old man, got an S T D, and had to come up with a quick story. I got it from the car. Yeah, that's it. The car gave it to me. And I have so many questions. So now I'll read the story. Again, given I have no idea what's going on here. Well, then I'll get back to the news of the day when Jack's done with his filthy, childish garbage. <laughs> the Missouri Court of Appeals has affirmed that an insurance company must pay $5.2 million in a settlement granted to a Jackson County woman who claims she unwittingly caught a, an, a sexually transmitted disease from her former romantic partner, oh, in his car. Okay. Not from his car. The headline suggests it got came from the car. Oh, there we I, go. I, I don't know how that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> But the well it's still weird though. Why is the auto insurance company <laughs> so that's right. So that's an auto and so that's an insurance claim if you get Hmm. So if, if you get your if you get your girlfriend if your wife if you get your wife pregnant in the backseat of your car, hmm. so State Farm has to pay for the birth? Is that the way that works
3: or I don't read on. I don't know. Perhaps they have facts in this article that you haven't read yet. <laughs>
0: Anyway, she uh, she says she got uh, HPV, the human papilla, I can't say it HPV, that's why people called HPV, from an uh, insured member in his automobile, and she contended that the man caused her to be infected with the STD despite being aware of his condition and the risk of unprotected sex, okay? Um, the arbitrator found that the man and woman had sex inside his vehicle, and that directly caused or directly contributed to the cause of the STD. I still don't get it. I don't get it either. It was a three-judge panel of crackpots. Apparently, I don't know where this takes us. Hmm.
3: Well, if 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 he'd said, uh, you know, all right, get out, and and did the uh, the uh, you know the perennial thumb get out, and accidentally put out her eye with his thumb, would the insurance company be on the hook for that? If he called her something loathsome and it was overheard by friends and neighbors, could she sue the car insurance company for libel?
0: Or slander, I guess it would be. (laughs) If he gave her the clap on a park bench, does the Parks and Rec Commission then have to pay for the STD? I mean, how far does this go? Please clap. I, I, uh, thank you, Michael. The uh, The bathroom at Macy's, is the mall on the hook for this now? I mean, how does this, I don't understand how this works. Wow, oh, can people just get a room, please?
3: There's a lot of public fornicating going on. That's Too why, much.
0: It's why we got monkeypox all over the place.
3: Um yeah, I'm just I'm still utterly befuddled by this story. Good story. Uh, I may have to read it myself in case there are actual facts.
1: But... <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
4: Start saving now at gamebridge.io. Please visit gamebridgeio ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
1: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. On a personal privilege, don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Oh, uh, oh, here this this merits about this much time. So a story came out yesterday, it didn't get to it. I'd intended to, that the California Department of Transportation granted special powers, well, granted the normal, reasonable powers by a judge not too long ago to clear out homeless camps that threaten their ability to service the highways, critical infrastructure. The judge said, yes, of course, you've got to be able to access a bridge to service it. So yes, yes, you can clear out the bum camps. Well, there's a massive fire in a camp housing the unhoused community in Oakland. Um, it was just a massive fire on July 11th, destroyed numerous shelters, vehicles, infrastructure, shut down the MacArthur-Maze freeway interchange, etc. And so Caltrans announced they would close the entire Wood Street camp and because it was way too dangerous. Well, another brave judge has weighed in and granted the Wood Street residents a temporary restraining order prohibiting the planned closure of the camp this week. State, city, uh, county, and city are barred from proceeding with planned removal of persons, personal possessions, and structures from the Wood Street encampment, closing blah, 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 under the order from U.S. District Court Judge William H. Orrick in San Francisco. Uh, he might change his mind at some point, but you just, you can't get anything done with clearing out homeless encampments slash drug camps. It's
0: just frustrating. That's going to have to be fixed at some point. Can't continue like this.
3: Yeah, yeah. What's really interesting, and, and we get the emails every day. I don't, I don't read them to you every day because it would be the same thing every single day. But the number of people who are traveling on summer vacation, or who have moved from blue cities and blue states to other locales, uh, often, gosh, Tennessee, North Carolina, leap to mind, a uh, handful of other places. But they say it over and over again. Hey, there's no bum camps here. And, you know, housing ain't cheap in, like, Nashville. It's a booming city.
0: But there are no giant bum camps. Right. Well, there haven't been in most of the country for most of its history. It's kind of a new idea.
3: Welcome to Armstrong and Getty's Tech Talk, where we discuss the world of technology. (laughs) Which really is kind of self-evident in the name.
0: Right. Tech Talk. Let's go to special guest correspondent Jack Armstrong. Jack? Yeah, this got a lot of attention yesterday. Netflix announced that they'd lost nearly a million subscribers, which was actually seen as good news because they were anticipating two million. But they still did lose a million subscribers. And uh, it's the obvious reasons. Everybody signed up for Netflix during the pandemic, and now everybody's going back to regular life. So a lot of people are dropping it. But anyway, to try to get back their revenue lines, they're go, they're, they're going to go to an ad-based subscription plan. You can sign up for a, a special plan where you'll get ads, but it's cheaper. And they're really going to start to clamp down on the free password sharing. So if you're using somebody else's password, they're coming for you.
3: Yeah, I got an email or a message the other day saying, hey, somebody just tried to sign on to your Netflix from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I live here. <laughs> of course I did. Um, But anyway, uh, so, yeah, they're cracking down. So back to Tech Talk. Handful of stories. Uh And I'm saving the hmm, perhaps the most significant one for last. But Amazon is suing the administrators of a gigantic Facebook group. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. It's more than 10,000 Facebook groups, uh, probably hundreds of thousands of people. These Facebook groups exist to solicit fake reviews for items on Amazon Um, in uh,
0: exchange for free goods or money. I should start it- ignoring the reviews. I look at the reviews regularly to make a decision, ignoring the fact that I know from doing these stories that a lot of them are phony.
3: Yeah, I just, I look for individual reviews that seem reasonable to me. But the, the aggregated number of stars and stuff like that is, is tough. Um, but it's, it's many tens of thousands of fake reviews. Um, now granted, there are millions of products on, on Amazon, but, uh, the activity occurs across Amazon stores in the US, UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and Japan. Such bogus reviews are typically used to boost product ratings and uh, increase the likelihood customers will buy them, No way. this article says, as if we couldn't figure that out for ourselves. Well, that's some fine journalism. Thank the you Wall Street for, Journal?
0: Thank you for
3: that. Wow. Okay. Well, eh, they didn't want to leave it left unsaid. This is a heck of a story, and it's it's kind of the other side of that coin. It's basically extortion, says the headline in the San Francisco Chironical. San Francisco restaurants are being slammed with fake negative reviews online. And they tell the story of uh, Greg, who's the owner of Third Cousin uh, Restaurant. He got an email from Google that his fine dining restaurant had some new reviews. Clicked the link and saw a flood of uniformly bad one-star ratings left with no further comments. There was a rat on my plate, and the waiter kicked me in the junk. Well, no, but there are no comments at all. They're just a huge number one-star reviews. Um, so he he fired up his, his uh, app to try to dispute the reviews. But they said, no, go away. Forget it. They're legit reviews. Uh, he was starting to get suspicious when an email arrived to his business account um, that said, unfortunately, negative feedback about your establishment has been left by us. More will appear in the future. One review a day. Unless Lutz paid 75 bucks in the form of a Google Play gift card to be deposited in a PayPal account.
0: Wait. Wow. A full we- $75 extortion <laughs> plan? Wow. Yeah. We sincerely
3: apologize for our actions and would not want to harm your business, but we have no other choice. The fact is that we live in India and see no other way to survive. A remarkably frank extortion racket.
0: Wow. Pretty pretty, uh, high penalty for extortion for a payoff of $75. But
3: Well, if you're doing it online from India, what the hell? uh, The penalty is never going to happen. Right. So this is a new kind of low-dollar, kind of low-impact... I mean, in terms of the payment, I mean, this guy, how much business could you lose if you have a restaurant in San Francisco that's been a four-and-a-half-star joint for a long time? And all of a sudden, it's a two-and-a-half-star joint.
0: Paying $75 seems like a hell of a bargain. Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. Um uh, So for me as the consumer, though, on these stories, so reviews are just practically worthless? I've, I've kind of been getting closer to that anyway. Feeling like, yeah, I mean, I take them with a giant tub of salt when I start looking at reviews of whether it's a hotel or a restaurant or whatever.
3: Yeah, again, maybe you have to just look at individual reviews that have well-written comments and think, okay, that person seems reasonable. Are, I believe them.
0: But they're always there are always the greatest time of my life. We had our wedding anniversary there. I couldn't recommend it more. Followed by, uh, that is the worst restaurant I've ever eaten at. And, you know, there was a rat on my plate, and the waiter punched me. Um, and you think, what? Did they go to the same restaurant? Rat scurries by, I don't like it. There's a rat on my plate? That's a deal breaker. So, uh, evidently, scurries at least... by, a- you don't like it, but you put up with it.
3: Sure. I don't see any feces on my plate, and this is oh. pretty good. I'm plunging on with my If I actually like lift up the silver uh the what do you call that you, you saw it in movies a lot fancy oh, yeah. dinners yeah. the the silver cover and then, then there's the roast pheasant underneath oh it looks you lift up that cover there's a rat there <laughs> I'm leaving uh, that's two stars at best I don't mean to be hasty but I'm I'm going uh so at least a dozen restaurants got hit in San Francisco turns out the same scam appears to have hit restaurants in uh, Chicago and other many major dining cities in the last couple of weeks so Ah, the internet. Please unplug it.
0: (laughs) The internet. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. Homes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home
4: are the old world picturesque shores of europe calling you set sail on an adventure with avalon waterways enjoy an elevated cruising experience